Welcome to episode 399 of Canada's Pinball Podcast. On this episode, we are going to talk all about Elvira and the top of the line version of the machine. I know the details of what will be in the game, and I want to talk to you, the listener, about one very simple topic, and that is how much is the most you would ever spend on a pinball machine, and how can you justify the cost of a pinball machine when you're about to spend a lot of money on one? Some people, you know, they, they might be priced out at $5,000. That's as much as they'll ever spend, right? A Stern Pro price. Others go $75,000, $9,000. People buy $12,500 collector's editions. John Papaduke was able to sell $16,000 Magic Girls before anyone even saw a single thing. Big Lebowski's have sold somewhere between twenty dollars and $25,000 uh, when they were still new in box. It doesn't even stop there, right? Kingpins and King Kongs have both uh, had record sales around $50,000. But when you think about why a game would ever get up to being that expensive, it's because of the rarity but it was never manufactured rarity, right? These were just prototype games that never even went in to production. Nobody got burned. There's no negative story. It's just really cool to own a piece of pinball history that organically became valuable without any uh, agenda whatsoever, right? But nowadays, the game has changed. Nowadays, as I've said on this show, there are many, many wealthy pinball collectors out there. And there's one very simple fact about all the pinball games that are out in the world currently new in box. And that is nobody really caters to the wealthy new in box collector. And, and those, those waters are being tested more now than ever. And Elvira is about to test those waters all over again. And you're going to get those details in just a little bit. But how much? How much is a Stern worth? Could a Stern ever be worth as much as a Jersey Jack pinball machine to you? Do you see the value in it? Do you see the effort that goes into it? It's hard to tell, right? When you start to break a machine down, a brand new machine, and you start to ask yourself, do I see the monetary value in this game? It's always been a question that we know these manufacturers do not want you to really think too long and hard about. They want you to go in on the game based on the beautiful artwork, based on the theme, based on the lights and the sounds, but they don't really want you to ask, are the materials there that justify the cost? And you know what they would rather us focus on always? Is it fun or not? Because it's really convenient to only focus on fun. And I've said it before, almost all games are fun. But beyond that, if you want to start asking people for $10,000, $12,000, $15,000, $16,000, surely they should be able to see where that extra money went beyond the fact that a $5,000 Stern Pro is a hell of a lot of fun, okay? So here's the deal. Here's the deal. And we saw this beginning with Beatles and their strategy with manufactured rarity. So I'm here to tell you the news because on Canada's Pinball Podcast, you don't have to wait you know, for 15 minutes while we talk about our weekends. Here's the deal with Elvira. Elvira is going to come in three trim levels. You're going to have a premium. 
you're going to have a, a limited edition and you're going to have the top of the line version of the game which is not going to be called a super limited edition no it's going to be called a signature limited edition okay now what do you get what do you get in each model so uh i i believe the pricing is going to go somewhere like this i think you're going to have the premium be somewhere around seventy five hundred dollars i think you're going to have the le be somewhere around nine to nine ninety five hundred bucks okay and then you're going to have the signature limited edition for the bargain basement price of $15,000, okay? So it's the same price as Batman Super Limited Edition. Now look, I think when you hear that, can you really blame the pricing mechanism on this? They sold every single Batman SLE for $15,000. Now what are the differences? Okay, with Elvira, there are going to be 50 signature limited edition games. So not 80 like Batman. So already right off the bat, right? Elvira will have less available. Now remember, if you remember Stern's strategy, there was always supposed to, I believe, I think it was originally Stern said only 30 Batman SLEs. Remember that? It was like for the 30 years of Stern, or was it, I get, I get confused. Maybe it was 50 and then they added 30 more. But anyway, I think it was like 50 years for the show. Then they added 30 years for Stern being in business. Or maybe it had to be that way because Batman was around since 1966. All right. So we have 50 Elviras. I'm not sure if that number 50 correlates to anything in the Elvira narrative or in the Elvira show. But here's the thing. Here's where it gets really interesting. So if, with Batman SLE, Remember what you got. You got a completely different cabinet art package from Christopher Franchi. You had the big image of Batman and Robin in the Batmobile, and it was like that really nice metallic foil decal that just looks so damn good, and it's almost like embossed on it. It, it really pops. You got different, you got all three Translite art packages that had an exclusive Translite art package. You got different images on the back box of the game on the sides. You got that beautiful Batman topper, right? Batman and Robin in the Batmobile. You got the exclusive, I call this exclusive even though you can add it for like five bucks. You got the bat signal in the topper. But ultimately, the coolest thing that everyone who got a Batman SLE got, you know, you got the signed Adam West card on the apron, but the coolest thing you got was Adam West did personalized callouts for every single person who bought a Batman Super LE. Albeit, it took two years to get those callouts into the game. Uh, I think everyone would say those two years were worth the wait where the game is right now. So what do you get in Elvira? signature limited edition game. So here's what you get. I'm doing the best to recall what I heard. So you're going to get a signed like card of Elvira, sort of like the Batman 66 card. So she will sign a card that will go on the apron. You are also going to get a, uh, a, a piece of the Elvira couch that will be signed and authenticated. And I think that piece of the couch will also appear on the apron of the game. All right, not, not sure like how cool that is, but for you Elvira fans, she, she once laid across that couch that's now on your playfield apron or your, your pinball apron. 
you're also going to get uh, metallic sort of foil artwork that you see on Batman 66, like that that nicer sort of metallic embossed uh, 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 you know, decal. But here's the, here's the thing. I'm not sure, and this hasn't been confirmed yet, I don't know if the art package on the Signature Series is any different than the art package we're seeing on the LE. And by that, I mean the image of, of Elvira lying across the cabinet. I believe it's going to be the exact same art, uh, but, it, but it'll have that foil-like appearance. Uh, the other thing I forgot to mention on Batman, you know, 66 Super LE, you got the, uh, the special armor with, with the pinstriping albeit it was very cheap pinstriping that would rub off the, the machine from the sweat on your hands, but uh, they should have pinstriped it with real paint, but it was still different than the LE. Uh, with Elvira, you're also going to get like the, the, the sparkly red, sort of like blood dripping uh, armor that's going to be on the signature series of the game. Okay, so those are the, so that's the main thing. So here's the things you don't get. Right now, I'm hearing there's no topper associated with the game. So $15,000 and you don't get a topper. $15,000 and the artwork on the cabinet might be the same exact artwork on the game that cost $5,000 less. Uh, there will not be different artwork on the playfield art itself. I don't think any, any, no one even wants to talk about getting an extra layer of clear coat anymore either. Like that's like a non-factor. So what do I think about this? Is this a cash grab? Is it, is this the ultimate cash grab? Are we back once again to what Stern pulled with, uh, you know, the Beatles, the diamond edition and the platinum edition and where there's like really nothing different about the game whatsoever. Even the armors almost looked exactly the same. All that was really different, there was some different artwork, at least they gave you that, uh, but all that was really different is just a little plaque. And yet we know that they tried to sell diamond editions for $12,500 more than the $12,500 uh, you know, platinum editions. And that's crazy. So that's the question I have on this podcast is just how much would you spend on a game and what do, what do you want to see in that game to justify the cost? And if you're me, I don't think that just being 50 of something is enough. I, I do think there needs to be much more in a game if the additional price of that game, you know, I think about it like this. If I could buy an Elvira LE and a Jurassic Park Pro for the price of an Elvira Signature Edition, why would I do that? Like, what is in the Signature Edition that actually cost money to do? That's the price of an entire Jurassic Pro pinball machine. There's no different mechanisms. There's no unique code in the game. There's nothing about the gameplay experience that's any different. It gets even scarier when you think about the difference between the signature edition for 15,000 and the premium version of the game, right? And the same was true with Batman. It's the same exact gameplay experience for $7,500 less money. I mean, that is ludicrous. So I guess the question I have is this. 
I know this is coming. You're going to hear it this week. And I think the plan was this. I think I, I, I stated on an earlier show, the plan was to have Elvira sell these games on her fan page and, and, and charge that kind of money for it. It reminds me very eerily of how, uh, remember Gene Simmons? There was that special Kiss edition of Kiss LE that the band sold through their site for some exorbitant amounts of money, more than the normal Kiss LE, and it barely had anything on it. I think it just had like all the Kiss members signed a piece of paper on the apron, and they wanted like thousands more for the game. That kind of feels like what we're getting here. And I, I kind of understand why Stern probably wanted Cassandra to sell this through Elvira's uh, you know, shop on, on, on her page. But I heard that she didn't want to have to deal with selling an item like this. So I believe they were punted back to distributors to be the ones who are handling the sale of the game. And so from what I'm hearing is that each distributor at Stern is going to get a few of these. So like two to three per distributor. Maybe some of the big ones get more. But that's what I'm hearing. Now, knowing what you know, do you think this game is going to sell out immediately? And I talked to some people and they're like, absolutely yes. And even me, man, even me, you know me, I, I would love to put a Super LE next to my Batman Super LE Kind of, kind of interesting that it's not a Super LE, it's a Signature LE, just because it's got signatures on it. I, I don't know. I would rather Stern continue and be consistent on these $15,000 pins. Like, they should be super limited editions, because they are super, and they're limited, and they're editions. I don't know why they're changing the naming of this, like, super high-end game to Signature Series, but it is what it is, okay? Now, look, I would love to have one. But here's what I wasn't going to do. And, and, and to get one, you know, you could give a deposit. Uh, they're non-refundable deposits. And that's, that's, I get that. You know, distributors can't have people flipping them. They need to make sure they lock in orders. But I just, I just for the life of me, I, if it looks just like an LE, right? Um, if, it, if the artwork is the same and it looks just like an LE, I, I, I don't consider foil decals versus flat decals to be a big enough a difference, a big enough a difference uh, to justify that much more. And so I guess the only target for this kind of game is someone who is just such a diehard Elvira fan that they're willing to overlook the lack of value in this edition and just want the most expensive version of the game. Now look, it's unclear if Cassandra is going to do personalized callouts for all 50 buyers. So I'm looking to see if Stern does something like that this time around because they already set the precedence for that with Adam West doing the personalized callouts in Batman. But I'm not, I'm, I, I was not told that that is on the features matrix right now. But here's the thing. They are still figuring out the features matrix. The good news is we're going to we're going to get this revealed this week. It's happening this week. So we will know everything you can get for your $15,000. But I just couldn't see the value. And you know, I I just I don't know how anyone could, right? I I and I'm not saying this, you know, to sort of like make fun of Stern or their marketing approach because here's the good news. It's like nobody has to buy this game and I, I do think that, you know, here's the reality. Here's how I look at it. Like if, if I'm just talking to you off the record, 
I don't think anyone who buys the most high-end version of a game should ever be laughed at, right? And I think, remember when those, that, those KISS special editions were shown? Like, everyone was like, you'd be an idiot to buy this. And I think if you're going to spend $15,000 on a pinball machine, nobody should point their finger at you and laugh at you. You know, when you buy a Dodge Demon, nobody who owns a Hellcat is like, well, why'd you pay more? I don't see why. It's, it's so crystal clear the value you get when you go up market within the auto world. And in the pinball world, it's, it, it's not the same. I, I do feel like a lot of these cosmetic differences are so cheap to do for Stern, and yet they're, they're, the cost to the customer is so expensive. And so I, for those reasons, I think when this thing is revealed, and if those are the things you get for the money, I think people are going to stay away from it. I do. I, I think people are just going to go get an LE. There's going to be 400 LEs. I would go grab an LE, and, and I, wouldn't, I would just enjoy the game. I would enjoy the game knowing that I'm playing the exact same game as someone who's paying a lot more money for it. And because we know you can go get like personalized like metallic flake armor from people like Pinball Refinery for hardly anything. You know, it doesn't cost much money to make these games look special. And and if Stern doesn't give you different here's here's things I want you guys to look at when they reveal this game. If they don't give you different artwork on each version of this game, they're just getting lazy now. Because almost every single Stern release I've seen recently, almost all of them, right? They all come with different art packages where it's all different. Like what's on the cabinet, what's on the translate, what's on the side of the, the back box. And you can't tell me if I'm going to spend $15,000 on Elvira's signature limited edition that it doesn't have an exclusive art package like I don't I don't even care you know what they're gonna do they'll be like well it's glass well so what so what it doesn't cost much to do different art packages it's just lazy and so that's what I'm hearing is about to happen this week it's always funny when these like super high-end versions get revealed because they really are just targeting the super wealthy collector and that wealthy collector it's like they want it they want it so bad but nobody, again, nobody wants to buy the most expensive thing and then and be laughed at by the community because people are just going to be like, you're a sucker if you spend this, this much money and that's all you get. So I'm uh, curious to see how it all pans out. Now, here's the other thing. Here's the other thing. Uh, this game looks really fun. This game looks awesome to shoot. Uh, I keep hearing that the way Lyman is, 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 is working on this game it's going to be like an integration between what's on the play field and what's on the screen in a way that's never really been done before, but it's just going to be so seamless. Now, the other part is this. Do not think that Lyman Sheets has been working on this game for two, three years simply because Dennis Norman designed this game two, three years ago, and it's been sitting at Stern. This game will launch with code that is nowhere near complete. It will not be Batman 66 laughably barren, but it also will be a game that Lyman Sheets will be working on over the next year to finish the same way he did with Batman 66, which again leads me to uh, just say that to spend $15,000 on an incomplete game 
in 2019, I just wouldn't do it. And because here's the other thing. Here's the other thing is like Stern's got so much coming. Remember, this is not even a cornerstone title. You know, we are going to see a new Stern cornerstone title in November. So if you just wait, there's going to be a new game in November. And guess what? There's going to be even a new game next year and on and on and on. So why not wait until this game is done before you, you know, plunk down that kind of money? So look, I just think it's interesting that we're going to get another high, high, high end game. What will this do for the market? Will it, will it really make an impact? Now, I don't think so. I don't look. I think people are going to laugh at the fifteen thousand dollars version. For me, the real version that's going to have an impact is the limited edition version at, at around like ninety five hundred bucks. I think those are going to sell, and I think they're going to sell well. And especially if they look close enough to the SLEs, I think people are going to be in on them. I think those four hundred are going to move quickly. Um, I do. Uh, will you know what do I think the impact that will have on Jersey Jack? I think that you know Jersey Jack Pinball needs to get those collector's editions out, and and I mean this. It, it's not just Jurassic Park. It's 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 now Elvira. It's now a new cornerstone from them is coming in November. Stern is doing something right now that I think everyone needs to wake up and realize. They're just clobbering, clobbering the competition with cadence. They, they, it's not going to stop. I, I do feel like Stern has a two to three to five year plan to just put out as much as they can because then it's all going to go away. It's all going to die. This and, and again, it's not like in a year or maybe two, maybe three, but this this new model of theirs, how, how does another company, how do you stop the barrage that is coming at you that is Stern Pinball? How, how do you like... How do you plan for this? How do you, you know, you got to make better games, but how do you then compete with them on manufacturing? How do you compete with them on price? How do you compete with them on theme? How do you beat them at, at their game, right? They've got manufacturing down pat. They've got the best relationships probably in the industry to secure licenses, you know, people, you know, you think it's, if, if you've been, if Stern's been securing licenses with, with a lot of these license holders, you think they're going to go and like ink a deal with like Deep Root or ink a deal with American Pinball? Probably not. Their, their next phone call is probably going to be to Stern. Hey, you've been doing this with us for this many years. Another pinball company came to us and like, would you like to put in a bid? You know, I don't know. I think a lot of that stuff goes on. So it's, it's really exciting because I, 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 I mean this when I say this, the things I hear from people who know what's coming down the pipeline, and I know this is, it's always fun to speculate, it, it, it just sounds like it's going to be an awesome next year and, and the end of this year for Stern Pinball. Now, what does that mean for everybody else? Just means like they're raising the bar. They are raising the bar. And I do think you're going to see stuff come from Stern that uh, is stuff that we've been wanting to see. And that's a good thing because here's the thing. The games are going to be available. What I do think they still can't understand is how to really give you value for the for the price. I, I, I still think they're they're sort of cash grabbing us. I think they're hoodwinking us. I think they're creating manufactured scarcity with these like signature series edition. Here's Elvira's like bra and it's signed and we threw it in the coin box and that's another five grand and here's a piece of the couch. I mean, come on, like what is this crap? Like put a new mechanism in it. You know, have the haunted house that's in the game be painted differently. Like do a different sculpt for those 50 people. Something 
that just feels radically different than what everyone else is getting. That's what you deserve for that much money. But they're not doing that. I mean, again, I feel like it's going to be another cash grab, cut corner kind of like super version of a game. And I think you guys are are wise enough now to see right through it. I do. I, I don't think they're going to sell out if that's what we get. Now, if they surprise us and add a ton of different stuff to the feature matrix, then cool. But the stuff needs to be in the game. The stuff needs to change the gameplay experience. Like You want to have a game in which only if you're playing one of those 50 machines can you, you know, experience X, Y, or Z. That's the only reason that would justify the cost. Like at least on Batman, you can hear Batman say, Chris, get to the bat phone. Only in front of my machine can you hear that. That's super cool. I mean, is that worth it? No, but it, it's it's something, at least something I can point at and say, this is why I've got this version. I, I, I think the art doesn't do it. You know, they don't even have a topper. How can you not give people a freaking topper for $15,000? At least Jersey Jack gives you awesome toppers or used to with the Pirates one. So Stern, we'll see. It's I think it's, it's going to be a funny week, man. It's going to be a funny week as, as this drops and, and, and we hear everyone talking about it. But you heard it here first on Canada's Pinball Podcast. That's what you can expect from Elvira's signature series. Uh, I think it's going to make a lot of people respond and react. And and please take this information now to Pinside. Don't give Canada credit. Uh, and all you people on uh, on on, the, on on Facebook and, and whatnot who who say, you know, I'm not looking out for you. I am looking out for you. I'm not a shill for Stern. I mean, come on. Nobody from Stern will come on this show. I've told it like it is. I still think the art package on on Elvira leaves a lot to be desired. I mean, where is Elvira on that playfield? Come on. I'm sure Lyman's going to do a great job and she's going to be all over the LCD and that's probably why she's not on the playfield. But come on, I want to see more Elvira. But everyone, have a great night. We'll be back with more shows. Uh, we might be back tomorrow. Whenever the news breaks and we get the official details, we will, of course, be back to discuss it. But there you go. $15,000 for some decals and a piece of a couch. Now, how great does getting 390, like nine episodes of Canada's Pinball Podcast for free sound right about now? Good night, everybody. (laughs) 